Welcome to HSBC Talks Business, the podcast series that brings together business leaders and industry experts to explore the latest global insights, trends, and opportunities. Make sure you're subscribed to stay up to date with new episodes. Thanks for listening, and now on to today's show. Welcome to Inspiring Progressive Business, a podcast series for SMEs. Join us for insights from inspirational business leaders, entrepreneurs, and experts on key topics of importance to your business. Welcome all, and thank you very much for joining us today. I'm Michael Roberts. I am the CEO of HSBC's operations in the United States and the Americas. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by Ariane Simone, Ariane, who is going to introduce herself, is the co-founder of the Fearless Fund. So before we get going, because we have lots of questions, it, you know, Ariane, it'd be great if you could introduce yourself. Well, thank you indeed for being here. And so really what this session is going to do today is focus on the topic of why good business is good for business. And that, I think, really just falls right into exactly what Ariane has done, because we're going to gain insights from you about how you actually marry those two approaches, uh, which is often challenging, in particular with the theme of sustainability. And when we talk about ESG, Certainly the S and the G are very critical, and that's something that you fully embody. So with that, I've got a bunch of questions for you, if you don't mind answering them. Um, firstly, you've had an incredible career, uh, and you've done many things uh, before, in fact, founding the Fearless Fund. Uh, could you share your story? Because I think it's a, it's a very, it's a great story. Uh, it's an inspirational story. And really kind of what were the pathways that led you to co-found the Fearless Fund?
Well, look, it's a great story of grit and determination. You know, why don't we switch topics just a little bit and talk about the social impact? It's often, you know, somewhat of a vague concept. Every business wants to do good, obviously. But uh, so sometimes it does sort of slip down in the priority list, certainly when you're struggling and want to make money and meet your payroll and make sure that you can survive. The social impact, however, is central to the fearless fund. You've really said, we're going to support women of color, find them that capital. One percent or less goes to uh, women of color today. You're a fund, SEC registered, investors, they want return. So how do you manage that dynamic and that challenge versus really what the purpose of the fund is to be socially responsible and to help a cohort of, of entrepreneurs and founders who have not necessarily been helped before? A lot of maybe tension in that, but you've managed it quite successfully. How do you do so? which is really wonderful to see. I'm sure you've had to provide coaching. I'm sure you've had to provide a lot of reassuring words to companies you've invested in. What are the words of wisdom that you give? I mean, how do you say, okay, you know what? I've done it. It's tough. I can get through it. And again, I'm sure this resonates with many of our audience today. What are the type of of advice that you bring to many of your investment companies?
With grace and patience, I'm sure, again, uh, wise words. But to your point, you know, when you're looking at, again, are, can you grow? Can you make it? That word patience is probably not the first word that you think about. You think about, I'm going to work myself the bone. I've got to find it. I'm going to, you know, make it through the, this moment. But uh, I think those are very wise words. Take a step back. And that and that's right. And I love what you said. It's it is gratitude. It's support. It's it's extending beyond just the P and L. And did you make the money? There is so much more in running a company and growing a company. Uh, it extends far beyond just the individual itself. Uh, one last last question on that. Then I would go on to some other questions. How do you get the word out? Because to your point, this is a community that has been just underserved, less than one percent. You know, and I'm sure there's so many women of color who have great ideas out there, but they, you know, the question they must say is, how do I get started? How do I get access to that capital? And there's the Fearless Fund, uh, which is out there, but how do you make sure that they understand that you're there and that you're, you're a potential investor? You know, it's interesting because it, it really sounds like you're just not a VC fund, to your point. Your whole ecosystem, you know, you really bring so much more, uh, which is rare. And, and that seems to be, and maybe this is just me jumping ahead, but is that the commercial edge you think of the Fearless Fund? Because there's a lot of VCs out there. There's a lot of funds out there in this environment. I know, well, people are searching for investments, but you seem to have this magic kind of formula of being able to have this ecosystem and this ready-made pipeline that draws people in. Could you elaborate that on a little bit more? Yeah. Well, I imagine it must be great the first meeting when they walk in and they see people like themselves, people yes. who 
people who look like themselves, people who have shared histories and culture. That must be extraordinarily comforting and reassuring, I think, to your uh, portfolio companies. Let's talk now maybe about investors and partners, because you've got one constituent, which is your portfolio companies uh, that you target, obviously. The others, you've got to get capital from your investors. What's the pitch to them? And by the way, for those who have not gone on the website, there are some very impressive investors. Something's working here. But what is the pitch? Because it, it is a very specific approach. Clearly, it, it addresses a certain you know, type of, of portfolio company. How do you show up? How do you distinguish yourself with, between all those other things? Yeah, wonderful. And as it often comes down to it is returns. You know, they want to get a, a good return on their investment. Did they make any differences in terms of their expectations for returns? Do they say I'm gonna this is a DNI fund, therefore I have a different approach? Or were they just as challenging, just as demanding on the returns they're gonna get from your investment with investment in, in the fearless fund than they would be in any other fund? Good. So you're in fund two today. Any difference between fund one and fund two in terms of the objectives, or is it a continuation of the story we saw in fund one?
Okay. And for those um, participants out there who are maybe in that more growth stage, early growth stage, if you could just give sort of the things that you look for as an investor, they may or may not be you know, a, a warm of color. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but it's still a fund assessment or a, mm-hmm. an assessment by you of their, of their future success as an investor. So what are those two or three things that you really look for when you interview a company or a company really wants uh, you to invest in? Right. Okay. Brand story is something that obviously is a, quite often a future view. Got a great brand today. Can it grow in the future? What's your advice to, to companies in particular in the CBG space, which is consumer products for everybody out there, that uh, really helps them develop that brand? Because you've seen so many brands come and go. Often there's a good idea, but not a brand or a brand without a great you know product under, underneath it. So how do you marry the two and really get that brand value? Uh, to provide future sort of accretive value. Uh, a question, and, and you know, unfortunately, you invest sometimes, it doesn't work out. Every VC has their, uh, you know, share of wins and losses. When you look at where the Fearless Fund has made investments that didn't work out, and it's a portfolio game, so uh, you accept that as part of the, the process. Are there one or two major thematic issues that you see that lead to the failures of those companies? 
Yeah, no, look, and I, and I fully agree with that, having been in banking for many years. It's that diversion away from what you're really good at and trying to take on too much, losing focus. Focus is so critical. And then before you know it, you're in all these things, you really don't know how to do it. And then that's where you see the companies explode. Uh, I think it's very great advice. So um, you said something very earlier, as you described, one of your entrepreneurs was providing, you know, assistance to all the other people in the neighborhood in terms of their rent. You know, that that is a approach that I think is is wonderful. And it gets down to this whole idea of what is the social impact of your business? And again, we have a lot of people in the audience who are key decision makers, founder owners of SMEs. How do you think about that? Because because that really is incredible social impact. It does have a benefit to the bottom line. What advice would you give to our audience to say, how do you balance those two? And again, think longer term, think about not just the P&L, think about the social impact of what you're doing today. And as you see companies do this and really kind of look at the social impact, the valuation, which you just mentioned, I think is very important, you know, to making sure they understand valuations and, and what it does to their company overall. How do they then explain it to maybe their investors? You know, and you probably heard it as well. There's a lot of time investors, as you know, uh, could just look at the bottom line, could just look at the returns. What's the narrative? that uh, as you choose to have much more of a sustainable approach to your business models, that you really, for these companies in particular, who may be in an earlier stage of growth, how should they describe that to their investors? You're good. Yeah, no, I, I, I can imagine. And it, to your point, it, it's not one sacrificing for the other. You know, that they can certainly not only coexist, but I think be uh, very mutually beneficial and, and really kind of create a more virtuous cycle. I think what you're mm -hmm. saying, which I think is a fantastic way to approach it. So a, a couple of questions about the fund. You're, you're doing fund two now. What's next? Where do you see the limits to what you're yeah. thinking of and contemplating in the first one? Maybe there are no limits. Which I was say, Michael, I don't see any limits. 
player than entrepreneur. So no entrepreneur ever does. But so what what would we come back and say if we have this meeting five years from now? What are what's the fearless fund going to look like? I love it. That's a great goal to have. Yes. Do you think, and I, I'm hoping the answer is yes, that more of the traditional VCs, more of the traditional money managers, seeing your success, which I hope really is a an inspiration for them, but also, again, because they're very returns focused, they'll love to see the returns. Do you think they come into the market as well? Because as you said, there is a lot of untapped opportunity here you know with one percent only going to women of color and if you just look at the demographics behind this huge amount of that we tap into do you think they start coming into do we start seeing more capital going to women of color because it just can't be the fearless fund at the end of the day Fantastic. And I've seen just some, you know, examples when I went on your, your website. Incredible lineup. By the way. Again, I encourage everybody to go on the website to see it. Are they also expanding? Is it a mushroom effect? You have a great roster of entrepreneurs. If they have a good idea, they bring another idea to you. Are you there to help uh, them realize and, and them continue to inspire others as well? So it, it really becomes a, a constantly growing sort of a positive impact on you know, the community that you're serving. Perfect. That's great. So last question, you've got, again, a lot of attendees who are entrepreneurs or are founders. You know, you've seen success. You know what success looks like. You know, what are the last sort of parting inspirational words you want to give to them? 
uh, and what they need to think about in the future, how they tap into the success that you had. Right. Well, great. So seize the moment. Don't wait for it. Make your own opportunities. And, and clearly with supporters like you out there, with the funds like the Fearless Fund, there is a, a way to do that. I think you're showing a way for, for many, many people. So Ariana Simone, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I learned a lot. I know that our audience did as well. We wish you and the fund the best of success, although you already have success. So continued success. Uh, we look for fund two, maybe fund three, four, and five in later years. Thank you for joining us at HSBC Talks Business. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. Please do subscribe to the HSBC Talks Business channel to stay up to date with new episodes.